Tone Deaf is the journey of a musical theater nerd, bringing musicals into the life of their musically challenged spouse. The reactions to the musicals are real and mostly unedited. This show is rated explicit for mature content and strong language. Now sit back, relax, and have a laugh. You're listening to Tone Deaf. Welcome to Tone Deaf, a theater nerd's guide for their musically challenged spouse. I'm Kay, a musical theater nerd. And I'm Warren. I'm musically challenged. So today is going to be our first episode where we are watching it live. This is a show we've never seen because it's the premiere of the show. And I'm so friggin' excited because it's also our first animated musical. Which is true. And uh, we were... We were both very, very excited. This is definitely different because every show so far has, with the exception of one of our bonus episodes, has been a show that you know. Like, you've seen, you've seen multiple times, you know of it. Um, With the Steven Universe movie, we both watched the entire show and recently just got caught up on the show. Yeah. And uh, so we, we kind of have the same... Well, I wouldn't say we have the same level of knowledge because your encyclopedic knowledge, you <laughs> know and remember things that I just don't. And uh, so we're just going to, poor Kay, everybody out there listening, please, please send your, your loving energy because poor Kay was so excited for this movie to come out that her body decided to make her sick. The and whole right side of my face is swollen. I'm in hell, guys. Kay, if, if Kay sounds a little in pain, it's because she's got swollen throat and is is trying to trying to work through the pain so the show must go on the show must go on (laughs) and then Kay did a a dramatic head back with her (laughs) (laughs) see that's what you get for melodrama you hurt yourself jesus no so yeah we're doing the steven universe movie tonight which is actually already trending on twitter today the steven universe movie which it's always awesome to see our, our boy Steven trending. Um, we were hoping we could see this uh, sooner because it's premiering on the East Coast in the U.S. And we are in Mountain Time, so we were hoping we'd be able to see it sooner. But unfortunately, they're releasing it kind of by time zone. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Which is a bunch of BS, but whatever. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll, I'll just... I miss my Steven. It's true. It's 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 been so long since we've had anything new for this show. Yeah. That yeah, like it's 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 crazy. And uh I love the show, but I also freaking hate their release schedule. Especially cuz we were able to watch it just we binged the show and saw it in the way that you should be seeing it where it's A in order and B one right after the other and it's like oh because uh, anybody who's a fan of the Steven Universe show knows that they would be gone for like six months and then mm-hmm. they'd release five episodes. Then, yeah. they, then they'd be gone for eight months and then they'd release five episodes or ten episodes. And it was yeah. this constant, uh, they call them bombs, Steven bombs, because they drop like five episodes at a time and mm-hmm. show them, you know. And uh, so the fandom was always just 
starving for more. Save for the Stephen Nuke in the Summer of Stephen. That was a little intense. There were no survivors. There were no survivors. We heard about it from other people. We're we're actually <laughs> recording from beyond the grave. So this is purgatory. Yes. Utah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think I actually kind of want to give a little bit of uh, backstory about how we as 30-year-old adults yes. discovered Steven Universe. Oh, we should also mention, guys, if you haven't seen Steven Universe, this episode will be spoilers. Oh, yes. So Kay, Kay had, brings up a good point. If you are not interested in Steven Universe, then you're probably fine to listen. If you have any interest in Steven Universe and you're not fully caught up, first of all, what is wrong with you? And two, stop listening, go get caught up, then come back and finish listening. Yeah, because there will be spoilers that, I mean, I called it from the first season, but, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, but you're insightful and can predict things. Mm, um, I'm a sapphire, what so, can I say? So uh, our first introduction to Steven Universe is actually through my little sister, um, mm. we had come home and she was watching a show with her friend and I kind of just poked my head in the room was watching a little bit and she could kind of see the puzzled look on my face and she kind of pauses to give me uh, a little bit of a, a brief elevator pitch about the show and she's kind of like, well, these characters are magical space rocks that take on holographic forms. And Steven over there is a half magical space rock and he's learning to use his powers. And that pitch alone, I was like, what a dumb show. And then and it was the Sugalite episode too. Oh, was that it? They were watching. Cause I, yeah, I don't, I don't remember. I just remember seeing Garnet. Mm -hmm. um, but what was funny is uh, my sister then came to us. I want to say a couple weeks later and she was like, I really like this show. And I would like you guys to sit down and watch it with me. And mm -hmm. I, you know, I was like, okay, my sister wants to do this. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I wasn't excited about it initially. And then we sat down and started watching the show. And it, like, at first I didn't care for it because the way Steven is childish and mm -hmm. doesn't take anything seriously, like, just kind of got to me mm -hmm. a little bit. But uh, the show matured and grew on me in a way that... I don't know if any other show really has. Um, yeah. It, I know that there's a lot of adult fans of this show, mm -hmm. but I really think this is probably one of the best kids shows. Yes. In my memory period. Um, a lot of kids shows are just uh, the way the phrase I use is noise and color because mm -hmm. that's often what they are is it's, you know, lots of movement and noise and color and not a whole lot of depth or substance. This show has so much heart to it like it really is trying to convey complex life in adult uh not i shouldn't say adult as in like mature well i guess kind of mature because it deals mm -hmm. with a lot of complex uh subject matters but it yeah. tries to present it in a way that a child can understand and mm -hmm. therefore other adults can understand as well um it's just got I say it again, it got so much heart and I actually really like this show. Yeah. And a funny side note to that is my sister no longer likes the show yes. <laughs> because a character that she liked named Peridot, she didn't like the way that they took that character's uh, direction. Mm -hmm. So it kind of killed the show for her. But uh, meanwhile, Kay and I just kept eating it up. Yeah. And so we've, we're still big fans of the show. And when we found mm -hmm. out that the movie was going to be released you know, in September, 
you know, I think we heard about that June, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, and so we got excited, of course, because it was mm-hmm. right around the corner. And so we slowly started getting uh, revisiting the whole Steven Universe show, mm-hmm. just getting caught up. And, and of course, you know, some of the older seasons we've seen multiple times, and then mm-hmm. the newer stuff we'd only seen once, maybe yeah. twice. And so getting caught up on this show. And then Hulu didn't have season five. Oh, screw so you, we had Hulu. to we had to go on to Cartoon Network and the Cartoon Network app didn't work. So, so we had to log on to the website on Microsoft Edge on our Xbox and I hate the, Edge. The Cartoon Network app on the Xbox is garbage. It doesn't it even is. it doesn't even load, I swear. But it was it was funny because Kay and I were watching on Hulu and we get caught up and they didn't have the most recent season and we were like, well shit. Okay, <laughs> well, I guess we're not going to see it. And then Kay had uh, found out, I don't remember how you found out, but that Cartoon Network was streaming it on their website. Yeah. Like it for free and you didn't need a cable uh, mm-hmm. uh, account or anything. So sweet. So we, and uh, after that, we found out that the app on my Xbox doesn't do diddly squat. We just pulled up a web browser on my Xbox <laughs> yeah. and we're watching it through there. And then uh, it was funny because I think we found out Friday, Thursday or Friday. Yes. And so we proceeded to binge the last season over the course of the weekend in getting... Thank God most of the episodes are 11 minutes long, Yeah, 11 guys. minutes. This wouldn't have happened. Well, it would have happened, but work wouldn't have happened as well. <laughs> yeah. So it was. So we are caught up and we're super excited for yes. this show. Uh, it's, it's probably going to be a little bit different from other shows because Kay is not going to be giving me... Um, the history and the rundown of this show mm-hmm. because we both know about it and it's something that we've both been watching for years. Yeah. And so it's going to be a little bit different. Um, I'll do a couple of theater connections real quick. Um, so uh, you know that uh, Dee Dee Magno Hall plays Pearl and she's, she's done theater. She's so good. Um, we have Susan Egan was Rose slash spoiler Pink Diamond. <gasps> um, what? <laughs> we just watched those episodes, Warren. <laughs> and we both we both agreed and predicted that that was a likely possibility at the beginning of the show. So it was very yeah, satisfying. We were just like, oh, Rose is Pink Diamond, and it's and people on the internet are like, no, no. And then when they had the whole red herring of oh, Rose shattered Pink Diamond, we're like, ah, shit, really, like, hmm, really. And see, that was great, because we're like, oh, she's Pink Diamond, and they're like, uh, uh, is she? Is she? Yeah, she is. Yeah. It was, I I do have to give it up to the, uh, the storyboarders and the writers Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, uh, Rebecca Rebecca. Sugar, of course, because the delivery of it was, was very well done. Yes, um, uh, and so, yeah, Susan Egan, uh, and also, we haven't seen any shows with her yet. But I, other than Steven Universe, but Patty Lapone is Yellow Ooh, Diamond. Yellow Diamond, and I know that you said that she's a Broadway star. Yes, she is fantastic, and I really, 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 really hope that she is in the movie. I want a Patty Lapone solo in the movie. I, I really do. That's actually one of the reasons that we count um, Steven Universe mm-hmm. as a musical, besides the fact that the movie is a legitimate musical. It's because is that, Patty Lapone. Well, in. they have. <laughs> So many incredibly talented singers. And yes. they, music is such an important part of the show. Yeah. And yeah, it, it's 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 just so different from any other uh, show that I ever grew up watching yeah. or any show that I've really seen in my adult life. Like the whole cast is wicked talented. I'm and and of course Estelle. Yes. Yes, my goddess, mm-hmm. Estelle. 
every <laughs> it's all everybody in this show is just such a good they're singer. so good and then they get then zach callison finally gets to use his, use his big boy his voice. big boy voice yeah they're letting this take place two years in the future from where the last episode ended. So he's like twenty one, twenty two, right? Yes, so he's twenty two. It was funny watching the show because we know that he started it when he was younger, mm-hmm. but then he grew up, and you could tell where his voice changed a little bit. But he's trying to keep it the fourteen year old boy, you know. My mom's late parrot preferred uh, the older voice for Zach Callison from the earlier. Or rather than the earlier episodes, she preferred, like, uh, Island Adventure on whenever would sit and watch TV with her, so. Cute. Yeah. I need to post pictures of that at some point, because that was cute. <laughs> Kay was laid up from a knee surgery, and she's got photos of, of a blanket on her lap and this parrot sitting on her lap watching <laughs> Steven Universe with yes. her. It's a really cute yeah. photo. Oh, um, I'm just so excited. But yeah. So, so what do you think is going to happen? Because we know that there's we, this we, heart stone, which I think is a spinial. Is it a heart stone? Well, it. like it's a heart shaped stone, but I think she's a spinial or something. Or maybe it's because of fan fiction that I think she's a spinial. So in order to say what I think about um, is probably going to happen, I'm going to give a very quick summary of some of the main plot points of Steven Universe. Yes. Just in order to make my uh, prediction have context for it. So in the Steven Universe, universe, you know, 6,000 years ago, these aliens invaded Earth, and the way that they reproduce is that they inject some type of substance into the Earth, and that substance sucks life energy out of the Earth and transfers it into stones, like rubies, gems, or rubies, gems, rubies, sapphires, <laughs> you know, any type of gem, and then uh, when those gems emerge, they have a holographic form that's made out of light, and that's what you see as their character. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, these gems are stealing life from planets in order to exist. It's kind of a uh, a grim but very interesting uh, sci-fi mechanic. Mm-hmm. And um, this war happened six, you know, five thousand years ago because Rose Quartz slash Pink Diamond didn't like what was happening to the Earth, didn't like that the Earth was being destroyed to create more gems and wanted to stop and so in the show you'll often see scenes where they show these injectors these gem injectors and they look like um bacteriophages yeah bacteriophages they look like viruses um and i and we actually see in the trailer that the villain in the movie has one of those or something similar to it so i think what she wants to do is suck all of the life out of earth to make Mm -hmm. herself more powerful yeah. That's what I think is going to happen. Or maybe she's like, no, we need to turn it back to the way it was. Make Homeworld great again. <laughs> Maha. Maha. No, but they, they resolved it. <laughs> well, actually, I don't know if they resolved it, resolved it, because it still sounds like the diamonds are out there colonizing worlds. They're just leaving Earth alone. Yeah. And like, I mean, the diamonds do have a little bit of a, oh, crap, we've made things Worse for our subjects in the uh, finale of season five. So maybe there have been some reforms to Homeworld. Yeah, we don't know. The the movie takes place two years after the last season. Yeah. Um, So it's a big shrug. And Kay and I have been both talking back and forth. Oh, when do you think the movie's going to get leaked? When do you think it's going to get leaked? Because for years, Steven Universe was plagued by leaks. Yeah. And I have no idea how any studio could have 
so many weeks. I don't weeks. either. Like, it was I- <laughs> crazy. Like, we, we ended up seeing scenes from episodes that wouldn't air, like, for another... 10 episodes in advance because they leaked off of the server. And so it was And harder. someone would share on Facebook or Twitter or Tumblr and it would be like, God damn it, you <laughs> horrible motherfucker, why? It was a lot harder for Kate. Like, it was easy for me to avoid it for the most part because mm-hmm. I don't go to the same websites that Kay would. But Kay would be part of fandoms on these websites and mm-hmm. people would be sharing stuff and she'd be like, damn it, I saw a spoiler. Why did you not tag this? Yeah. You monster. You monster. I've unfollowed so many people because of spoilers, <laughs> you guys. I have. But it's one of those things that when like Infinity War and stuff came out, I I think Steven Universe made me numb to spoilers because now I'm like, whatever, I don't give a shit. Oh, I... who dies? I don't care. Well, we... I don't know if you're re- if you're saying the truth or not. Neither one of us got spoiled for it, did no, we? Cause no, because I, I didn't. I think that, um, I don't know, when it comes to spoilers, if there's something I'm really anticipating mm-hmm. and I see any type of image or anything, I'll just yeah go past it, ignore it, because I don't want spoilers. The only thing you can't avoid is someone on the street being like, wasn't it whack that so-and-so died? They'd be like, I'm so sorry that you got spoiled for, uh, which one was it? Force Awakens. Yeah, Force Awakens that you got spoiled. I'm so sorry. I got spoiled for who dies in that. And, uh, (laughs) yeah, I was, I was trying so hard to avoid Star Wars spoilers. Wasn't it an unrelated comment thread It was was an unrelated comment thread. wasn't even Star Wars related. (laughs) And just looking through the replies and someone had said, you know, so-and-so dies. And I was like, you son of a bitch. The diamonds were right. This planet needs to be destroyed. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah. I'm so excited. I'm excited, too. And Connie's in it. And of course. I know that Stevani's in it. Sweet. Because uh, I know that uh, AJ, I think it's AJ Machalka, not Ali, uh, was in, I think they're in the cast list. Um yeah, there's like 17 songs apparently, and then it's a full musical. Yeah, it's man, I'm so happy. What's funny is, uh, do, do, not that you fine folks listening need any more of an indicator that I am musically challenged and Kay is not. But when we were re-listening or re-watching the uh, the show. Kay would pick up on subtle things like, oh, the music in the background they were playing was this person's theme, but in this key, like with this instrument. And I'm like, I did not even register that. I knew that there was music, but I could not have told you that it was this song in this instrument, in this key. Like, spoiler alert, during Ruby and Sapphire's proposal when the stronger than you was playing yeah that, that i think that was yeah. the example that you're saying and I, I was about to try to sing it and then i'm like no okay yeah <laughs> please don't don't this will be the only time <laughs> i tell you not to sing because you've got an owie on your oh, throat i'm in hell <laughs> oh man no but we established this is purgatory this is purgatory yes but you have a chance to work your way out of it i think that i'll work my way out of it by watching the steven universe movie <laughs> which ah it's it's gonna air in like 13 minutes i'm so excited so yeah we're just we're ah we're so excited i i wish i could portray my excitement more for this (laughs) if i didn't have right side of the face-itis then (laughs) that's a mouthful Uh, half a mouthful yeah that's that's what this feels like it's a throat full it's a it's it's a lymph node full it's a lymph node full (laughs) Uh, stupid body. Get your get your shots, people. Get your shots for people like me who catch anything that comes in 
contact with me. Achoo! No. I'll be curious if I get sick or not. Yeah. After you. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully you don't, because we'll I don't wish this on anyone. We'll see. But yeah, so we're we're gonna take an intermission because need to get our our theater snacks and go to our home theater that is our couch in front of our TV with our Xbox and Hulu live streaming free trial. <laughs> and our dog. <laughs> and our dog. Our, our dog. She'll be in the corner and she'll probably get up as soon as things get loud. Yep. And she'll be like, oh, it's the stupid box again. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, let's take a brief intermission and then we'll come back with our spoilerific thoughts on the Stephen Universe movie. Woo! Yay! Hey, Warren. Hey, Kay. Guess what time it is. Is it time to talk about our favorite people in the whole world? Hell yeah! Woo! So this week, we want to give a big thank you to our producer circle patron, Bianucci, and another big thank you to our stage crew sponsor, Jasmine Wu. You guys are so freaking awesome. We love you so much. We're so glad that you are continuing to help and support our podcast week after week. Um, we just, we can't do this without you guys. We love you both so very much. Thank you so much for your support. Now, let's take a quick break to listen to an ad from one of our favorite podcasts called History on Blast. Hello, and welcome to History on Blast. I'm Hillary, and I'll be your host as we call out history. Every other week, we'll be putting a different person, place, time, or event on blast for the shit that they pulled. This ain't your grandpa's history podcast, so if this sounds like your cup of harbor tea, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast catcher. Hey folks, Kay here. Do you love listening to Tone Deaf? Do you love listening to other podcasts? Did you know that you can get paid for listening to this podcast or other podcasts using this new free app called PodCoin. It literally pays you to listen to podcasts. So what you would do is you listen to podcasts and you earn the PodCoin while you listen. Then you can turn that PodCoin in for gift cards at places like Amazon or Starbucks, or you could do what we like to do and donate that PodCoin to charity. Um, the more that you listen to these shows, the more that you earn. So now you're wondering, where do I start? Well, just go download the app on iPhone or Android, and then I've got a special code for you. So you'll use our code TONEDEATH. That's T-O-N-E-D-E-A-T-H. Little odd, I know. But you'll get 300 pod coins just for signing up. So go ahead and go listen to this podcast or virtually any podcast on PodCoin and sign up with our code T-O-N-E-D-E-A-T-H. It'll change the way you listen to podcasts. And now, the lights are going down and the music is starting back up. So let's hop into the second act of the show.
Well, that was one hell of an intermission, so... Yeah. A week-long intermission? Week-long intermission. Jesus. Our Our review of uh, the Steven Universe musical movie Spectacular Extravaganza was so... Amazeballs. Amazeballs. Totes amazeballs orgasmo. Uh, that, that it actually made Kay almost die. Yep. We took an entire week yep. nursing Kay back to health because, you know, she saw this and, and her heart literally exploded. I had to go find a hobo with the same blood type and yep. carve out his heart. It was, yeah. Sorry, Ocean. <laughs> so, <laughs> that joke requires a little bit of story, but we're not going to get into it right now. Nope, it'll be our noodle incident. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm alive. And I'm here alive. we are. And here we are. Here we are in the future with here our we... review. Here we are in the future. <laughs> here we are in the future with our review. <laughs> so... Sorry if I'm not as vocal this time. I'm still recovering yep. from yep. God knows what this was other than I had a hundred and... Almost a hundred and two degree fever and... That's, that's high for Kay. Yeah, normally I run at 97, so... Yeah, Kay's body temperature normally runs, you know, a little lower than the average, uh, upright, healthy human. Or bear. Uh, so, yeah, but, but now, okay, okay, we're done with, with tales of illness. Yes. Regarding Kay and her, her battle with the forces of, of microbodies. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my god. So So stupid. So we're gonna talk about the Steven Universe movie. Yay! A a week later than we intended. We actually just rewatched it. We did, because we we wanted to. We watched it when it first came out because, you know, uh, live airing and all that. Uh, But Kay was sick, uh, even though, you know, she enjoyed it, and we were gonna try and review it, but we were like, oh, we'll try it later when you're feeling better, and then you got sicker and sicker and sicker. And, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, so... Still on Pedialyte. Still on Pedialyte. Gotta get them electrolytes back in your bodies. Yep. Yep. Uh, but we rewatched the, uh, the movie. We bought it now. Mm-hmm. You're welcome, Rebecca Sugar and associated people who get a cut of that sweet pie. All of you amazing, wonderful people who I can just kiss. <laughs> but oh my god, 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 so oh my god, uh... I think I liked it more the second time watching mm-hmm. it because yeah. the first time I didn't know what to expect and I was also mm-hmm. trying to take notes and the second time I didn't really have to take notes so I could mm-hmm. just enjoy it and I really liked I really liked this yes I really liked this a lot it's so well done you guys it's it's, it's interesting too because it's different than other musicals we've watched I would say it's a little bit closer to like a Disney musical yeah in in the sense of um. Because it's animated, there's so much more going on on screen. Yeah. And in typical Steven Universe fashion, they try to deal with so much that they're, they do not uh, skimp on the pacing. Like yeah. It's, it's, it's very fast-paced. Um, it's just go, 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 go. So, but, folks, remember, spoilers. And it's been a week. Oh, it's been so... a week. And our show is, is spoiler-rich. Uh, yeah. So if you haven't seen the Steven Universe movie... And you have interest in the Steven Universe movie, go watch the Steven Universe movie before listening to our review. Yep. However, 
Great opening. Yes. Great opening. Everyone believes in Steven. All across the universe mm-hmm. were treated to... Kay was really funny because she said it's like the opening to Beauty and the Beast. Sleeping Beauty. Oh, sorry. Sleeping Beauty. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> Actually, kind of like Beauty and the Beast, too, because they do the storybook yeah. opening. But anyway. They, they do the storybook opening for Sleeping Beauty, too. I remember well, that because of the Defunct Land videos that oh. I was watching while I was well, <laughs> recovering. Well, free plug for Defunct Land. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, so they do the storybook opening, and, you know, it's it's a very well-encompassing, um, very brief uh, exposition, kind of like for because mm-hmm. I, you know, when you're doing a movie like this, I know that their core fan is gonna, of course, know all yeah. the backstory because I've seen the episodes. But I'm sure you've got people taking, you know, well, I guess they didn't show up in theater. Never mind, never mind with that point. But they're trying to be <laughs> inclusive. They're trying to be all inclusive. If you've never seen Steven Universe show, you'll still vaguely have an idea of what's going on. Yeah. Uh, and they kind of recapped it, you know. Steven was his mother, and then he saved the universe, and then mm-hmm. the end. But is it? So, Kay got her wish, though, because Patty LePoe sings yes! the beautiful intro. Uh, the Diamonds on Homeworld want Steven to stay with them. But Steven is like, nah, I got this brown-skinned beauty at home who needs some love. <laughs> and Steven leaves and heads back to Earth to Connie. But Connie has no time for love, because she's off to space camp. Okay, she has a little time for love. Just one kiss on the cheek for Steven. That was such a cute moment. I really, really, really like that because mm-hmm. you and I are basically Steven and Connie. So mm-hmm. Connie macking on Steven is like, yeah, okay, come give me a <laughs> kiss. Oh, man. I I just, every moment that Connie's on screen, I'm happy because Connie's always been my favorite. Um, but it was, what I love is... So the intro we get from the Diamond's point of view of how everything happened. Um, And they sing that intro song and it feels just like Sleeping Beauty, which is what Rebecca Sugars, one of her biggest uh, inspirations is animation-wise, is Sleeping Beauty. Interesting. Um, You can see it a lot in The Answer after... So she starts off with the Lot Rediger... Gotcha. uh, animation and then as soon as they land on earth it goes to the ivan Durrell type and so that's that's where that comes from so the words kate said uh don't make sense in my brain but <laughs> the visual pictures that i'm picturing make sense in my brain i'm hoping that the words made sense coming out of my mouth because <laughs> recovering um and it was really funny when they're on homeworld because the gems are all like we want to present to you pink diamond who's ready to take her rightful mm-hmm. place and he's like yeah no I'm going back to Earth. And they're like, but stay with us. Live in the palace. You'll have a room. He's like, ah, bye. No. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> bye. And just bails. Bye, overbearing ants. Bye, overbearing ants. But not de- not before delivering his uh, his message to the entire gem empire. That... Including a, a desolate part that yes. looked a little odd. Oh, I was, we'll cover that I was later. a little concerned about that spot. I know, I know we're full of spoilers. It wasn't, but... wasn't an area but that it's, it's... I had seen before, but that... That spot there, that moment. Shh, I'm scared. Too much foreshadowing. This is Stephen Universe. That's all that we do. <laughs> all right. So after Stephen bolts off back to Earth and gets a kiss from his cutie, Stephen is singing about how... Oh, yeah, because Connie uh, is off to space camp, so she doesn't have time to hang around with Stephen and get more loving. She's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to go to space camp, even though I've already been to space. I'm going to show everyone up. She wants she wants some of that freeze-dried ice cream. Yep. She gets all of it she can eat. According to her. 
Stephen sings about how great things are and how there is no one to fight and everything is peaceful and perfect. Way to set up a catastrophe, Stevie the Wonder Boy. <laughs> uh, Stephen asks Garnet. We'll see. So, okay. So first Stephen is kind of just palling around and he goes to Garnet and uh, asks, hey, have you seen Amethyst? And he's like, oh, you can go find her at Little Homeworld. And yes. So all the, I don't know, actually, I don't think it's all the gems, probably just the ones who wanted to stay on Yeah, Earth it's the uncorrupted there. ones that wanted to stay. The uncorrupted or the corrupted? Uh, oh, oh, sorry. Well, that yeah. were uncorrupted. That were, They're yeah. no longer corrupted. But they still bear like the... <laughs> the corruption the scars. The corruption scars. Like some of them have animal horns or, you know, tentacles or fur, like whatever yeah. animalistic monstrous form they took when they were corrupted, they still retain a part of that when they were healed. Um, but it sounds like that it's this booming little uh, city that that the gems are building to make mm -hmm. their own little place on Earth, and it was actually really cool to see. What I loved with that scene, too, is we get to see Amethyst before she... Because all of the gems sort of say what their backstory was in this song. They, so you've got yeah. Pearl talking about her relationship with Pink Diamond slash Rose, and... Uh, you've got and how she realized she can be independent and you've got Garnet talking about her backstory with Ruby and Sapphire and then you've got Amethyst talking about how she emerged alone and yeah, you see the, the default state of Amethyst. Yeah, and it's like, which we've never seen oh. before. We actually haven't seen that in the show and so that was a, a cool uh, glimpse to see. Yeah. Um, and they're all just, you know, they're all singing their intro song given their uh, exposition backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and Stephen is singing about how great everything is, and there's no one to fight, and everything's perfect and peaceful, and he asks Garnet if everything will stay perfect forever. And, of course, it doesn't. The shit has hit the fan, and a giant alien drill descends on the Earth. Way to set up a planetary crisis, Stephen. <laughs> and then that's when we're treated to the... I hesitate to use the word villain... Uh, yeah, the antagonist. Yeah, antagonist of... is better because we we will find out who the villain truly is <laughs> in this soon. <laughs> so uh, that's when we get to meet the antagonist of this uh, movie. And the first thought I had was, what the fuck is this Looney Tunes reject? She's like an evil pink Bugs Bunny with rubber bands for limbs. Uh, we're not going to say her name yet. Nope, but we'll I will say that my first thought wasn't Evil Pink Bugs Bunny. It was Evil Pink either Oswald the Rabbit or Mickey Mouse. That's because you remember that shit. I yeah, was, cause, and I knew the rubber hose animation and I was going, yeah. oh, where are we it, going with this? It definitely, it definitely is more Disney than Looney Tunes, mm -hmm. but uh, that was just my first thought. Yeah. But... Uh, the Looney Gem sings about how she's happy to be here to kick everyone's ass. And she does. She slices everyone with a laser scythe and battles Steven. Steven takes a few blows and shrugs them off. Steven rips the scythe from Looney's hands and slices her in half. Poof! So, when the antagonist, Rubber Band Gal, shows up, uh, she pulls out this wicked-looking weapon, and it's, you know, a staff that emits this energy beam, and it looks like a scythe. And she slashes through all three of the crystal gems and makes them poof. Mm -hmm. And then after Steven... And she slashes Steven, too, but it doesn't poof. And she makes that comment, You don't poof, do ya? Um, but Steven's able to wrestle it away from her and slices her in half and makes her poof. Uh -huh. And Steven decides to... 
Hang on, I shouldn't say he decides. Because Steven's powers are on the fritz and not working. Uh, something to do with the laser scythe. <laughs> he takes all the poof to gems back to his house to fear the Earth's impending doom together. Yep. All the gems come back in their factory default settings, all memories wiped. And Pearl does us a solid of narrating each gem and their purpose, you know, as exposition for the broader audience who may not have seen every single episode a half dozen times like us. Yes. Uh, and that was actually great. Cause I love that scene. Because Stephen's at home, just looking all sad. All the gems are on his table. Because he, well, I should mention, after he popped the antagonist, he tries to bubble her, mm-hmm. but his powers aren't working, so he can't bubble her. Yeah. So he just gathers them all up, goes home, sits on the couch, pouts. His dad comes in. Steven, I'm glad you're okay. And and Steven kind of gives him a little bit of a 411. He's like, ah, don't worry about it. The gems will be back in no time. Mm-hmm. And then as they're saying that, uh, Pearl starts to regenerate. But what was interesting about that is you knew something was wrong because it looked like a clamshell. Yep. Uh, holograph. Which was a nice touch. Which was a nice touch around her Pearl. And then it's like, state your per Like, it was, it's like, state who you are. And, uh... Greg's like, um, Greg Universe? And then, uh... Thank you, um, Greg Greg Universe. Universe. And then Pearl materializes, and she thinks his name is um, Greg Universe. Mm -hmm. So she refers to him as my um, Greg Universe. And that's when, uh, all the gems start regenerating and Pearl is giving exposition. This is a ruby. They are little soldiers, normally in groups of three or more. But she sings it, which Mm -hmm. I won't do right now, because... (laughs) I care about my listeners, and I don't want their ears to bleed any more than I already make them bleed. And I'm not going to sing right now, because I am too tired. Oh, but that's fair. I won't I won't pressure you into singing. Thank you. <laughs> and then the name of our antagonist is revealed. Spinel, the wacky, waving, gemflatable arm, flailing tube gem. <laughs> Stephen takes Spinel, Ruby, and Sapphire to get some help from Bismuth, Peridot, and Lapis. But they have no idea. But they have, uh, eh, woohoo! But they have no ideas. Bismuth is able to identify that the laser scythe is called a rejuvenator, which does what we've already noticed it does factory resets all gems that it hits. Yep. Steven gets down on himself, gets sad about the fact that everybody's forgotten everything about their adventures. They don't know who he is. They don't know anything about themselves. So Stephen gets sad, and he sings a dark reprise of the opening song. I used it correctly, right? Is that why you're clapping? Okay. Yay! And Bismuth sings to pick everybody back up, because they're a team, and they'll figure it out together. And we have to use Uzo Adoba's voice. You know, I I love her so much. I love her so much. Just, I I did really love how much singing there actually was in Uh this. Uh, And I I liked how there was a bit of a darker tone to a lot of the songs. A little bit more of a uh, brooding melancholy kind of way. Yeah. Everything's uncertain. They're like, we don't know how we're going to fix this, but we're going to do it. And we'll do it together. Because we're friends. And friends are there for each other. It was, it was really good. Um... Spinel, however, gives them the idea and that they need to try and uh, bring everyone's memories back by having them relive each experience. Because that's one way to kill an afternoon or an eternity. <laughs> Steven tries to threaten Sapphire to get Ruby to fuse with her, but he can't follow through with his menacing saw blade attack, just as Sapphire predicted. Ruby is amazed with how amazing Sapphire is and asks her to keep making predictions. And Sapphire predicts a bunch more, a bunch that a bunch more fans will encounter a bunch more shit. Yep. 
Uh, Spinel picks up the saw blade after Steven drops it, and deadly shenanigans ensue. The saw blade is out of control and destroys a bunch of stuff. The totally humorous saw-nanigans <laughs> cause, an e- and cause an anvil hanging from a crane to fall. And Ruby <laughs> is almost destroyed, but saved by Sapphire at the last minute. And the two fuse into Garnet. But Garnet also has no idea what's going on. That was such a cool scene, though. It was. It, it was, was so pretty. So, um, when they're deciding, okay, we got to jog people's memories, Stephen decides he wants to try and jog Garnet's memory first, because since Garnet has future vision, maybe Garnet can figure out what yeah. they need to do. And uh, so he's like, okay, well, they first fell in love by Ruby jumping in to save Sapphire when Sapphire was going to be destroyed. And mm-hmm. so that's when he picks up the saw blade and is like menacing with it. And Sapphire's like, nah, he's a bitch. He ain't going to do nothing. And he's like, <laughs> you're right. I am a bitch. I am not going to do anything. And Ruby's wow. Uh, <laughs> what was funny, though, is uh, when... Spinel picks up the saw blade uh-huh. and, uh, you know, turns it on, but then, like, it gets out of her hands, and it's just doing that cartoony thing where the, it's like a, a car driving itself, but it's a mm-hmm. saw blade, so it's going up the building and cutting through the uh, scaffolding, mm-hmm. and Bismuth is not happy about that. My scaffolding! And uh, then it cuts... And what made me laugh, too, is they have this uh, massive anvil. Ma- I mean, a regular-sized anvil. It's already mm-hmm. incredibly heavy. This anvil, this giant, massive chunk of, of metal, probably weighed more than the building it was hanging off of. I mean, mm-hmm. probably not really, but uh, it, but it made me laugh because it's hanging by this tiny little uh, crane, mm-hmm. and this is one of those things, like, I just expected it to just pull the crane off the freaking building, Yeah. but the saw blade cuts the, the uh, rope hanging the anchor of the anvil, and it falls to crush Ruby, but Sapphire in a reversal of, of roles, jumps in to push Ruby out of the way, and they fuse together. And that's when we get to... And the... I didn't have it in my notes, but the brief uh, song that we have mm-hmm. with um, Cotton Candy Garnet is the, the mm-hmm. phrase that the fandom likes to use. But that one was really interesting, because it shows yeah. like two different versions of Garnet, one red, one blue, and almost... It's, it happens, like, in a blink of an eye in the real world, but it's almost their mental states as they're fusing together. Yeah. And the way that it's artistically done is just... It's so good. It's really good. This this movie, the animation is fantastic. It's, and we'll get into it some more, I'm sure, because... You can tell that just so much intention and attention to detail went into it. Just, mm-hmm. it was the vision... Most likely on the part of uh, Rebecca Sugar yeah. was just so on point. Yes, is is just I yeah, okay okay. Uh, so after Garnet fuses and reveals that she also has no idea who Stephen is and what mm-hmm. is going on, it's you know they uh, Ruby and Sapphire busted their Garnet cherry for the first time a second time, <laughs> and Greg's van comes hauling ass into the construction site. And Pearl gets out and lays down stairs in a red carpet <laughs> to be like, now presenting my Um Greg Universe. And uh, so Pearl and Um Greg Universe show up <laughs> without Amethyst. And Stephen goes to look for her. Uh, Stephen finds Amethyst hanging around in Vidalia's garage, impersonating her artwork. Stephen has a song and dance with Amethyst. 
and with the power of music, he heals her mind and returns her to her previous plucky self. I just realized with the power of music, um, that's a common theme in this, healing yes. with the power of music. Yes. So. It is. Yeah, remember, because it's not just Amethyst who gets healed with the power of music. Oh, yeah. But Kay wanted me to ask her who choreographed the dancing in this scene. Peridot. Oh, really? Yes. Peridot. She's a choreo- yeah, choreographer. Shelly Rivara. That is a cool little piece of mm-hmm. trivia. She also choreographed Mr. Greg. Oh, really? That whole episode. Yeah, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. So, there you go. She's... It, Rebecca has a super talented uh, cast and oh. crew. And, oh, you, oh, like, yeah, you absolutely. already knew that. But... Like, it makes... It's so funny how many uh, just straight theater people that she has plucked out to be like, mm-hmm. be this character, be this character, sing yeah. this song. Like, you can tell it's it's almost like a it's fan service for her that she's like, yeah. if I could get all of my favorite theater people in a show, like, mm-hmm. yeah, then there was enough. I mean, there, of course, the show is popular enough that they were obviously able to swing that. Yeah. Um, so uh, Amethyst regains her memories. And Stephen and Amethyst, along with Spinel, rush off to the injector, as the fan is thoroughly covered in shit by now. Mm-hmm. They discover that the injector is poisoning the Earth, and in 41 hours, everything will be dead. Stephen tries to Hulk lift the injector out of the Earth, and makes the impending death of the planet worse by hastening the spread of the toxin. 37 now hours now, Stephen. <laughs> So he goes over there and he's like, super strength powers! And he lifts the drill up a little bit and then, and then it sinks back in. And that's when Peridot's like, yeah, don't move it because it also might explode. This poor kid. Yeah. Just, he needs he a just, nap. He just, hey, he had two years. He had two years of cushiness, okay? He had two years of getting everything integrated and he had fixing the Diamond Authority yeah, and fixing but the... but as far as we know, no one was trying to kill him in those two years. True, but he was still working. Now he just needs like a solid two years where he's just he on his... the bed face down, just... <sighs> That's a long nap. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he wants to happily ever after. <laughs> saw where that happened. I can see that audio earthquake right there. <laughs> so, uh, after Stephen makes the impending death of the Earth worse, uh, the gang decides that they need Spinel to stop the injector. But she's lobotomized and doesn't even remember dooming the planet. The only person who recognized Spinel in the beginning when she first showed up was Pearl, who is also not in her right state of mind. They decide that the way to help Rebellious Pearl rekindle 6,000 years' worth of memories is with a rock show! (laughs) Uh, So they... Yeah, so they're at the injector, realizing that there's nothing that they can do, Mm -hmm. and that Spinel's the only one who probably knows how to stop this thing. Mm -hmm. But but, uh, the only person who knew about Spinel was Pearl. But where is Pearl? She's with um Greg Universe at his storage shed, getting ready for the rock concert for uh Sadie and the Suspects and uh Killer Sadie Killer and the Suspects. And um well sorry, go ahead. I just had this thought, poor Greg. First he was Gareg. Gareg Gareg Now, you know, um Greg Universe. Um what's gonna Greg happen Universe. season six, like Who's gonna? Who's gonna? It'll be something. Greg or someone will see like his name will be written down in a way, kind of like with medical records. It'll be Universe, comma Greg, and that's how they'll say him. Universe, comma Greg. Oh God! Just, just Greg. 
universe, comma, Greg, just Greg. <laughs> so when they track down Greg and uh, Pearl, who's joined at the hip with him, they are trying to think of, okay, well, how do we jog Pearl's memories? Everything is tied to Rose and her rebellion on Earth. So they've got to try and have Pearl rebel with Greg. And then that's when they're kind of like, uh, I guess a rock show? Like, I don't know how they made the connection that a rock show would be rebellious. Because rock and roll is rebellious, man. Yeah, I guess. It's, it's, it's mainstream so rebellious. now. It's, it was rebellious in what? The 60s? <laughs> like 50s? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's mainstream now. Um, however... The gang goes to see Sadie and the Suspects. Sadie Killer and the Suspects. I did that twice, damn it. And uh, rock out. And Pearl is unaffected by the rocktacular show. They decide that Pearl needs the ultimate trauma. The death of her loved one. Or watching her Um Greg universe and Steven motherfucking fuse! <laughs> this was one of my favorite parts of the entire movie. It was so cool. Um, and I am officially naming, officially naming... This character, since they did not say who the character was in the show, <laughs> I don't care what anybody else says. They you didn't don't care what Rebecca they, Sugar says. I do not care what what goddess creator Rebecca Sugar says. They did not give this character's name in the movie, so I am naming this character now. His name is Rock God. Yes. His name is Rock God. I that prefer is... that. <laughs> so I, Warren of Tone Death, dub him Rock God. And let it be cemented for all time. <laughs> Rock God's divine lyrics light a fire inside Pearl and restore her memories. All to an awesome tune. Oh, and Spinel looks very, very sad. Uh, poor, cute, crazy little pink stone. So when Greg and Steven fuse to make Rock God, he has the power of music. And that was probably one of my favorite things. Like, as he's jamming, like, you see this energy goes out. And yeah. It hits individuals and they start like floating around and flying. Yep. And it was great. Uh, but what was sad is, you know, Pearl, Amethyst, Greg, they fly up into the sky and they're all having a great time. And Spinel just looks up and she just looks very, very sad. Mm -hmm. Everybody's having fun without her. Except for all the Opal fans, Hopeled hard enough. Hopeled they hard Hopeled enough. hard enough for Opal. And Opal showed up. It was and cool. Sang. It was cool that Opal showed up. And uh, when we were watching it, Kay actually. Uh, looked up the names. Um, I can't remember. Amy Mann and Ted Leo. Ted Leo. That was the one I was going mm -hmm. for. But uh, Ted Leo does the voice of Rock God. And what was cool is she is uh, Kay was saying that uh, Ted Leo and Amy Opal's man, Amy Mann, are mm -hmm. actually in the same band together. Yeah. So I was like, that is actually really cool. So I wonder how that conversation worked out. Because I wonder if they were like, man, who are we going to get as a voice actor for Rock God? And, yeah. And Amy Mann was like, yo, I know somebody. And they're like, all right. Man, I'm, I'm just always blown away by the talent that Rebecca gets for these shows. Yeah. Rebecca definitely has has a good taste in, mm -hmm. in uh, talent acquisition. Um, now Pearl is rejuvenated. And with Pearl's memories back, she tells the gang about Spinel. Spinel was Pink Diamond's OG playmate. Steven talks to, uh, to Spinel and, uh, the, and gets her memory going. We find out that Pink Diamond was a real bitch to Spinel and basically left her alone for 6,000 years on a floating uh, garden. I won't say garden planet, but really it was like a chunk of an asteroid. Yeah, with a garden built with a, into it. With a it. garden building on it. And so when Spinell saw the uh, word from the Diamonds that Pink Diamond was gone and survived by her, by her son and his new friends, 
Spinel had a bit of a break from reality and decides that murdering Pink Diamond's planet is the only logical, rational course of action. And thus we find out the thing that we should know from, like, if you've watched Steven Universe at all, you know who the real villain is. It's not the diamonds. Like, it's, it's not diamond. white, yellow, or blue diamond. It's not Spinel. It's not Ronaldo. It's not Jasper. It's pink motherfucking diamond. Say it with me now. Fuck Pink Diamond. One more time for those of you listening at home. Fuck Pink Diamond. Just, she's the worst. Okay, so uh, we have a very, very heart-wrenching, incredibly sad song from Spinell talking about how Pink Diamond was basically got her own colony and was like, hey, Spinell, we're going to play a game. You wait here Mm -hmm. and I'll come back. Yeah. And Spadell just waited in place for 6,000 years until... And wondering, what was she doing wrong? Did she yeah. play incorrectly? Oh, was God. it? Did that, she do something it's that, wrong? It's that, it's that horrible, horrible thing of, like, in an abusive relationship. Am I the one? Did yeah. I drive them away? It's like... Ugh. Ugh. I, oh, God. I hate pink diamonds oh, so much. God damn it. <laughs> okay. Stephen apologizes to Spinell for what Pink Diamond did and asks her to please turn off the planet-murdering weapon. Spinell agrees and stops them her murder drill. Stephen doesn't uh, watch what he says and talks about everything going back to the way it was and forgetting this whole horrible thing. Spinell thinks that Stephen used her and decides to resume... Her planet-murdering plan, after seeing the Rejuvenator Scythe and thinking Stephen was planning to wipe her mind. Yep. Uh, yeah, so I don't know if I need to elaborate on that much more. She stops the murder drill. I do love, though, before she stops the murder drill, how he's bringing... Well, first off, I should mention, there's another song that branches in between, where Stephen's basically saying, uh, you know, someday you'll find someone to love again. And yeah. That's after, he's taking yeah. her back to the warp pad and my brain because i've dealt with this fandom for too long i'm sitting here going no 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 jesus christ don't give the goddamn spin even oh no oh fodder please god no (laughs) please don't do this you just made me think about something that probably exists it probably does i haven't looked Uh. i refuse to look i just i had flashbacks to steve adot and I, I was very upset for a very short amount of time going, I don't want to see the fandom right now. Do fandoms ruin everything? <laughs> I don't know, but luckily um, I haven't run into that at all. But he takes her back to the temple, and uh, as soon as he takes her down the stairs, Amethyst and Pearl react violently, and Garnet's just, oh, Spinel, did you change your hair? Yeah. And he's Cotton just, candy don't fight. And then the portal opens, and the lion comes through with Connie on With Connie. Back. Already got her <laughs> sword out. She's like, where's the fight? <laughs> and she's in her space camp uniform, so you know that she showed up at space, or that lion showed up at space camp, picked up Connie, and then they went through a portal. <laughs> you imagine being those kids, and like, how was space camp? Mom, you wouldn't believe it! There was this girl named Connie, and we were all just sitting around, and the instructor was talking to us, then this lion came through a portal, and she got on his back, she pulled a sword out of his mane, and they went back through the portal. They were like, how much freeze-dried ice cream did you have? <laughs> Fuck you, Mom! <laughs> um, but yeah, so they have that, and then um, 
they have a funny moment with Greg where Greg comes out of the bathroom and everyone turns at him because weapons every, brandish. Yeah, everyone's weapons out ready to fight, and he's just fine. I'll wash my hands and goes back in. And um, I heard them just like you fucking filthy animal, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> so, then you have the scene with them convinced with Stephen convincing Spinell to uh, recall the injector and. I love when she does that. Connie's just like, okay, anyone going to fill me in? Yeah. <laughs> Connie's just like, she has a look at her face like, who the fuck is this? What the fuck is that? What the fuck is going on? Like, <laughs> but, you know, in Connie's sense. So yeah. Be, what the fudge? Um, that might even be too much for Connie. Who knows? I don't know. Connie strikes me as someone who would say fuck before Stephen would ever say fuck. And she Maybe. would she would find a way to get around it first, but she would be the first one out of the two to say it. Connie would probably drop curses in other languages. Yeah, that's how she she'd would get probably a, get around that's doing That's how she'd that. get away doing it. Um, okay, so after Spinell decides to resume her uh, planet-murdering plan, uh, she makes the injector smash into the Earth again. Worse than before. The Crystal Gems battle with Spinel, but it's not a repeat of earlier. They wipe the floor with her this time. And this is when Garnet gets her memories back, mm -hmm. because after Spinel makes... And the way she... I should actually explain. Uh, the way she controls the injector is, since she's all stretchy, elastic-y, she like, mm -hmm. makes her pinky turn into this horn, like trumpet, and then blows into it. So the injector responds by audio cues, apparently. Yeah. And uh, that's like a lot of gem tech. Like a lot of gem. Oh, actually, that's very true. Yeah. Good point, Kay. Um, <laughs> a lot of gem tech is audio. Yeah, I guess that's true. Fuck me, right? Um, <laughs> here, warned. Better. Here, <laughs> here, warned. Operate this. Just whistle. Fuck. <laughs> so, um, but when. Uh, Spinell makes the injector, uh, she makes it smash into Earth again, trying to crush uh, Steven, but mm -hmm. he gets out of the way. And uh, it kind of makes everybody scatter, and Spinell is, like, strangling Garnet, basically, and she has an yeah. exchange with Steven, like, oh, you only care for your simple friends, oh, you only care about your true friends, your fake friends are expendable, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. and, and if you like the, if you like your friends dumb, you should leave her the way she is, and and uh, Garnet gets her memories back, and you know, and then she has her song. It's a great song. Yes, um, Estelle is our goddess. Ugh. We all worship at the feet of Estelle. Estelle is such a good. Like, I love her. What's all of my favorite songs? I should say my my top favorite songs are always sung by her. Mm -hmm. And no, like no poo pooing anybody else. But I just I love yeah I love Estelle's voice. Um, so yeah, so uh, Garnet sings her song while they're battling um, Spinel, mm -hmm. and it's a great fight, and they have Spinel on the ropes. Spinel realizes that she can't beat him this time, because she doesn't have her, her scythe scythe, because Steven mm -hmm. smashed it. Um, and since she's not winning, Spinel decides that a scorched earth approach is best, and she dumps all of the injector poison into the earth, causing a deadly tidal wave to cascade through Beach City. Steven tells the gems to go save all the people while he deals with Spinel. The gems plus Connie, Lion, and Greg do their thing and save the people of Beach City one by one. Greg's, Greg gets splashed with poison, and his arm goes limp and gray. How is he going to shred those wicked guitar chords now? 
I can't, I get my rock god and then he loses his arm. <laughs> it's a Steven Universe movie. Everything will end well. Steven climbs the injector to confront <laughs> Spinel, who punches Steven and makes him bleed. Blood in a Steven Universe movie? I'm appalled. I was surprised that they let him bleed. I was too, actually. I was surprised that they let him bleed and that they let her say that she was going to kill him in a kid's show. She... Yeah. Um, It's definitely... It's it's funny that those are the two things that were like, oh my gosh, uh, when the rest of the show, they don't ever... Like, they'll say things like, destroy you, shatter you. Yeah. They never say, I'm gonna kill you. Yeah. Um... Because, yeah. Because <laughs> kids show. <laughs> but it, it was it was funny. We were both surprised. Like, oh, Steven's bleeding. Granted, it's just bloody nose. It's mm-hmm. not like, you know, it's got an open wound or anything. But we were both very surprised like that. Oh, I mean, okay. when his organic jacket gets splashed oh, at one point. Then, <laughs> My organic <yes>. jacket. <laughs> there is line. a little bit of blood. Well, it looked like a burn. But it, yeah. It looked like a burn. Like a chemical burn. One of those than... weepy ones rather than a... It's probably like mystery. Yeah, probably that's, full of pus. That's that's more than what you'd find in a normal child's fair. Ew, is that pus? I hate pus. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, and after so, Greg gets his arms splashed with 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 uh, with alien with alien poison goo. Stephen climbs the injector to confront. Oh, I already said that. Ha ha! He bleeds. Um, Spinel dangles Stephen off the edge of the injector, preparing to let him plummet to his death. Stephen has an audible recounting of why he's lost his powers, and he's reliving all of his horrible, horrible memories. <laughs> but, this, but his powers are not back. He realizes that his first power was the power to change. That realization gets his gem juice flowing again, and Stephen is back in action. And it was a, you know, it's a good scene. Uh, Spinel's hanging him off the edge of the injector, like, you're gonna die now, bitch. And Stephen's mm. like... This sucks. My life sucks. Everybody's trying to kill me. I just want things to be okay. We've got a gem who I don't know who's trying yeah. to kill me. Uh, well, God, what was, the, oh. what was the monologue? He said, the gem I don't know is trying to kill me. I'm paying for things that my mom did that don't involve me. And that the reminds about me of destroyed. my favorite line in the whole movie from what? earlier. What? With Bismuth, Lapis, and Peridot talking about Spinel. Just like, she was trying to kill you? Just... Oh, my God. <laughs> It was like, he's like, she's, I thought you said she was trying to kill you. He's like, uh, you know, she's fine now. Huh. Quick turnaround. It took me months to not kill Steven. It took, took me a, a day and a half. It took me about a day and a half. And then Lapis is like, I'm still on the fence. <laughs> it's like, damn, Lapis. You cold, girl. Uh, okay. So Steven gets his gem mojo back. And Spinel continues trying to kill Steven while he attempts to plead to her to not kill him. The two battle while Spinel spills all of her emotions in classic SU fashion. So Steven's got his powers back. Spinel's trying to wail on him with, like, big giant hammer fists. And he's blocking with shields and Mm -hmm. using his bubbles. And they jump up in the sky and Steven's singing to her. Mm-hmm. Please don't kill me. We can be friends. We can work this out. Please don't kill me. <laughs> that's, you know, that's basically what the song is. Yes. And uh, I do like Spinel goes for like her finishing move and she makes her fist really big and her arm turns into a spring and she basically like cocks her fist mm-hmm. to like do a mega punch. And she's like, you can't fix everything by singing some dumb song. That punches Steven, sends him soaring out of the sky and he crashes right into the gem injector and, like, makes a crater in it. 
And then, you know, Spinel, you know, plummets down after him and proceeds to, like, be wailing on him and sobbing her emotions while Steven's blocking it with his shield. And mm-hmm. then Spinel kind of wears herself out a little bit emotionally. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and she kind of comes to the realization that she's a little bit broken. Like, she's mm-hmm. like, I'm supposed to be a friend and here I am trying to kill you and stuff like yeah. that. She kind of... Yeah, I, it's interesting because, like, the the fight, it comes to almost an anticlimactic conclusion because Steven is taking everything that Spinel can throw at him and is still not trying to fight back, mostly just defending himself. Mm-hmm. But Spinel is... She kind of... Yeah, it's like she... It's like she becomes overwhelmed with emotion and that's yeah. kind of what makes her stop is yeah that she she her her rage turns into sorrow and she basically starts to cry and it's the only way that this could have been solved and kept steven in character because if he would have <sighs> well gone because he knows that she's broken and that this is something his mom yeah did but that's the same thing with everybody he's fought. I mean, he poofed mm-hmm. Bismuth, who wanted to, sh- who was trying to shatter him at the time. Yeah. So I mean, like he, he, well, mean, like, it, and, and with his character development too, where he's that's fair. he's gone I mean, on the completely like, no, I can do this without being violent, for the most well, part. <laughs> I can do this without killing. <laughs> well, and he, he, I mean, he wouldn't try to kill her anyway. If anything, mm-hmm. would have tried to poof her. Yeah. And I was kind of surprised that when he got his powers back, he didn't try to actually fight. He was more just trying to talk her down while mm-hmm. deflecting. Um, but I think it's okay. I think it worked mm-hmm. out well. I feel like the the crescendo in the final fight did feel kind of natural, even though it yeah. was a little anticlimactic. Just, um, but yeah, so Spinell is basically pouring out her emotions to Steven while they're on top of the injector. But because of the meteorite-like impact that she caused Steven when uh, he smashed into the injector. The battle on top of the injector causes it to explode! But Steven Steven shields Spinel and himself in his bubble, and they safely fall to Earth. (laughs) And it looks like a freaking uh, atomic explosion. Yeah. Uh, I do feel like with an explosion that big, there should have been a little bit more of a shockwave or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. You and I have seen way too many like, nuclear bomb documentaries. My fault. Well, I mean, (laughs) I'm not going to say I'm not interested in it, but, uh, yeah. You aren't the one looking up Atomic Cafe and stuff, so... (laughs) This is true. Uh, I may be inappropriate, but Kay's the dark one. Yeah. (laughs) In more than one way. Ha! Skin joke. Uh, (laughs) God damn it. Sorry. So Spinell and uh, Steven fall safely to Earth inside of his floating pink bubble. Everyone gets, let's see, everyone gets, t- uh, oh, everyone gets together. Can't read my own note. Everyone gets together and Steven tells them that Spinell is sorry. Steven heals Greg and gets the idea that he can heal the Earth with his magical healing powers. He proceeds to try and heal the Earth one kiss at a time. He'd rather kiss the ground than kiss Connie. That's the joke online oh. right now. Is... Um... <laughs> Even though I'm like, Stephen is fine. Stephen is a gentleman, and he is waiting for the woman to kiss him. I don't know. Or he's just too nervous. He's probably he's just probably too, too nervous. nervous. I mean, I would, I would they say... canonically are, at this point, according to Rebecca, together. Uh, I will tell you, uh, <laughs> if a girl kissed me on the cheek, then I would feel like it was probably okay for me to make a move. Mm-hmm. Just 
Just saying that. Yep. Uh, yeah. So, Stephen's kissing the planet, and it actually works. Like, as he kisses the ground, like, this this patch of grass and flowers grow out of that kiss. And so... So awesome. It actually is pretty cute. And, uh... uh I like the foreshadowing to that, too, that I just thought about. That, um... When he's sitting on the hill with the gems at the very beginning... And he plucks the flower and then licks his finger oh, yeah. and sticks it on the stem and the a new grows flower back. grows back. That's, that's a very good point. That's his little that, foreshadowing that is of a, that. That's an excellent point. Because that this is entire damn show is about foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah, that's a very good point. Um, so yeah, he does it. So when he kisses the ground, like, life blooms there. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, they're like, oh, Stephen's got a lot of work to do. And Garnet's like, we better get him some water. It's important to stay hydrated when smooching. <laughs> Which, yeah, I'll agree. Yeah. You know, nobody likes dry lips. Um, so, but Stephen uh, only kisses the ground a few times before he runs off to Spinel when he sees her walking away. Spinel says that she needs to leave and to have some time to process everything and learn to love again, be friends, because... Friendship's going to take some work for her. She's yeah. got to do some some personal work on herself before she can be open to another person. But uh, that turned out to be a total lie because <laughs> no time for processing, Spinel, because the diamonds show up and make fun of Stephen's crappy destroyed planet. They say that since Stephen won't come live with them on Homeworld, they'll come live with him on Earth. <laughs> Stephen is not thrilled by the idea, but he does get the idea to reintroduce them to Spinel since they haven't seen her in about 6,000 years. Uh, they take a liking to Spinel, since she's silly and pink. They decide to take Spinel back to Homeworld and leave Steven. Now Steven knows what it's like to be replaced. Hurts, don't it, Steven? <laughs> <laughs> so the diamonds show up in their three-quarters of a ship. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just a bit of floating torso with arms. Um, and a head, of course, because the head's part of the torso. But no legs, because that's Steven's ship. Yeah. Um, and it was great because I love when they, they show up and I love they, they come down, Steven, it's the diamonds. Are you busy? He's like, yes. And they're like, oh, well, too bad. We're here to crash. And, and God they, damn it. They come out of the head and I love they land and they're like right in the center of the explosion, surrounded by all the, the cracks in the ground, still full of the, uh, the gem toxin. And I love Yellow Diamond. She comes out and she's like, oh. What's that smell? And Stephen's like, I don't smell anything. She's because you live here. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and it was it is funny how the diamonds are just like gushy over Stephen mm -hmm. and trying really hard to change. Yeah, like, I mean, we just, don't look down on lower life <laughs> yeah. forms. I well, mean, equal life forms. I think they secretly do. Yeah, but they're trying not to. They're trying. They're trying, and that's the important thing. The important mm -hmm. thing is that people try and gems too. Um, but it was. It was funny when uh, Stephen's like introducing them to Spinel, and she does the the diamond salute, and she's got the stretchy arms mm -hmm. and just some comedic gag. You know, some slapstick is making them go, "Oh, she's so cute, and she's pink. She reminds <laughs> us of pink." And I love how quickly when they see Spinel, they go, "You know what? Never mind. We want her instead of you." Bye, Stephen. And then they're gone. They're yes. freaking gone. Like, they are barely there. They just pick up Spinel, and they're like, hey, have fun on your dirt rock. Bye. There's this great little moment, too, when they pan over the crystal gems uh, as the diamonds are singing their reprise of Come Let Us Adore You that has a counterpoint with Spinel's song. Um, 
and Garnet just looks like she's about to face Palm, and I'm going, it's either gonna be that the diamonds go, you know, this wasn't a good idea, or Spinel shows up back on Earth like, I can't take it, Stephen, they're overbearing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this. And again, Spinel seems to like to be the center of she attention. She does. So. Uh, I but, think it's a match made in heaven. But yeah, who knows? Who knows what Garnet's seeing? She might not be saying anything. She, she might not be. The situation. Might just be. But we, yeah, I, we, we I don't like know. To, I like to pretend that, uh, that my fan fiction where Spinel ends up getting driven crazy by the diamonds being overbearing ants and has to vent to Stephen, who's just like, oh my god, let me take a nap. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> okay. But... We get a time lapse of them fixing Beach City, and the movie ends with everyone singing on the beach and being pals. It's a uh, you know the sh- uh, the gems take off, and it's a nice little um, I don't want to say montage, um, but just a little bit yeah, of one well, time lapse. I mean, because it, it you know just shows that because like the, they do that thing where it's like still images but mm-hmm. like rapid fire, so you can see the quick uh, progression of the town being fixed and and. Uh, Things are basically back to normal. You can see mm-hmm. the, the craters in the hillside where shit went wrong, but it's now all covered in grass because mm-hmm. Steven's been doing a lot of smooching. Mm-hmm. And um, it, and the song, the show ends with everybody on the beach, grilling some hot dogs, singing, having a good time, just mm-hmm. singing about being together. And, oh, and the and little guess, Busby Berkeley moment. I was going to ask you about that. And then I guess it's true because it does pull away from the beach when everybody's having a good time. And then it cuts to... Busby Berkeley? That's kind of what it felt like. So I'll I'll describe what it looked like, and then I'll let Kay take it from there. So it zooms out from the beach, it goes to the stars, and then you see the starlights turn into these lights on a stage stairway. And then we show Garnet, Pearl, Amethyst, Connie, and Steven all in these, like, tuxedos with, like, these poofy uh feather flowers flower things behind mm-hmm. what what, do you, what would you call those things they they would have been well they're supposed to look like flowers cuz okay cuz they look they, they remind me of like peacock tails yeah they so, they're kind of the showgirl yeah type. yeah they're type like, fan. They're like um, the Vegas showgirl feathery fans, yeah. but it's like behind them, so it looks like a peacock tail. Rockettes. That's Rockettes? what they're kind okay. of... Well, no, that's not what the outfit's called, but that's kind of what they're referencing a little bit more with that is... But they're... So we cut to them. They're all in different colors. They're coming down the stairs and singing, um, and then Greg... And then when they get to the bottom of the stairs, Greg comes over and hands Stephen a bouquet of flowers, and then mm-hmm. that's kind of where it ends. And it's it it's a little um, I don't want to say fourth wall breaking. Maybe it's fourth wall breaking. It's a little slightly. It's it's weird because it's out of place for the context of the movie, mm-hmm. but it oddly fits. Yeah, and I think it's because it's a musical. <laughs> yes, that's the only way that that would work. <laughs> yeah, and then <laughs> the is... screen just fades out from Stephen, and it's like the end, and then it does the credits, the title thing. It's like Stephen Universe, the movie, mm-hmm. and uh, really, it should have been Stephen Universe, the musical, not Stephen Universe. I mean, it was a movie; it was film length, but it it felt more like lean lean into the whole musical thing, Cartoon Network. Well, they, they definitely did. They definitely yeah. did. Um, I mean. 
yeah, there were so many songs in the the movie, mm-hmm. which is one of the reasons we felt like we could do it for an episode. Yes. Um, I was a little sad that my prediction of Stevani was wrong. Yeah. But, oh, was, well. Uh, so we'll, we'll get Stevani in season six at some <laughs> point. So Kay and I, we've officially watched the Steven Universe movie twice. And mm-hmm. I have exactly two grievances with this movie. One, no Stevani. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Okay. I mean... Sure, with the context of everything that happened, I guess there wasn't really an opportunity for yeah. Stevani to fuse and do some ass kicking. So there, actually, there you go. If it would have been an actual beatdown finale where they would have proofed yeah. uh, Spinell, then Stevani would have shown up. Yeah. But since Steven was trying to talk down mm-hmm. Spinell without beating her, uh, that's why you didn't get Stevani. Yeah. Um, the other thing that bothers me. Where the fuck did Spinell get a planet-murdering injector? I'm looking at you, Yellow Diamond. Supposedly, you dismantled your army, you freed your colonies. Where did she pick up this WMD full of uh, planet-killing poison? Because, as far as the timeline goes, Steven is on Homeworld, giving the news report of, Hi, I'm Steven Universe, formerly Pink Diamond, and I don't want to stay on Homeworld. I'm going to go back to Earth and be with my friends. Bye! And then he's on Earth for maybe a couple hours. Mm-hmm. And then Spinell shows up with her new gothic look. And because oh, it's like running mascara, like she's mm-hmm. been crying. That's kind of what it looked like. Yeah. Um, and a giant murder drill. So she obviously knew where to go to get the murder drill. And then made a beeline straight for Earth. She's had 6,000 years to think about this. No. Because she was still thinking they were playing a game, yeah. Up but, until the realization that that uh, Pink Diamond is gone, and uh, but like even during that time, she might be going like, "Where's that bitch? Where's that bitch at? <laughs> you know what? You know what? That bitch. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna. I know. I know where all her shit is. I know where it is. And then so, sees Steven and goes, "Fuck it." <laughs> So say it with me again, Kay. Fuck, Fuck Pink, Pink Diamond. Diamond. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit with Spinell's design. Uh, the thoughts that I kind of had with that was Spinell is designed like the rubber hose animation of the 20s and 30s. You are absolutely which right. Which is obsolete. Well, yeah. Or rather, to be replaced. It, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, um. So it's an yeah. interesting, it's an interesting way to have this character who's quote-unquote been replaced with the animation that no longer is used as often. You know, and I guess another way of putting it is that Spinell is a relic from a forgotten yes, time. Yes, she is a relic from a forgotten time. And, I don't know, it kind of reminded me there have been episodes of different shows uh, that kind of deal with the rubber hose animation characters um, be feeling like they're being replaced. I want to say Tiny Toons did it. Um, but it kind of had that same sort of feel, but without it being in-universe animation. And But I, I don't know where I'm trying to go with this, but it's just... I've, I know that you had a gripe with her Initially, design at first. I did. Initially, and oh, sorry. My first thought when I saw her was, oh, this is rubber hose animation and that's a cool way to use a commentary on a character who is 
from the get-go saying she has been replaced. See, so, I mean, of course, of course I look at it at face value and Casey's deeper beyond the 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 shiny coat of paint and delves immediately into the deeper meaning behind it and I'm just going what the fuck is this loony daffy motherfucker doing like I <laughs> true initially I was not big on Spinel I thought because she's so drastically different from mm-hmm. every other gem that we've seen I felt yeah. like she was just out of place but in the reality like it kind of I but I guess the way that I was able to kind of not come to terms with it but well maybe come to terms with it is that she's a jester yes. so she is wacky and goofy yep. she her whole purpose is to be a friend and to be entertaining yeah so that's that's she's basically a toy yeah she's basically yeah that's a great way of putting it like that's basically what she is she's a stretch armstrong for diamonds she's lotso <laughs> or jesse yeah or... so uh, once i kind of had that realization i was kind of like okay mm-hmm. i can see her place a little bit more um, yeah yeah and then eventually she did grow on me uh-huh but yeah, initially I was kind of like, what the hell is this? I just, I'm so heartbroken for her and so happy that <sighs> she gets a happy ending. Because as soon as you realize what happened, you're just like, wow, Rose slash Pink Diamond, you're a motherfucking bitch. Yeah. You horrible, horrible piece of crap. So in case anybody listening is completely uh, in the dark and has no idea how Kay and I feel about Steven Universe. Uh, we both really liked the movie. Yeah. Because we both really liked Steven Universe. And, uh, and yeah, this is definitely a different episode. Yes. Given that I actually know what the fuck we were getting into for the most part, <laughs> given that I also like Steven Universe. And um, this will also open up the floodgates for animated musicals for us. True. So. I mean, I have seen a lot of animated musicals, so those are definitely mm-hmm. going to be covered later since... Yeah, though there are some that I'm still amazed you haven't seen. Happy Feet. Um, some of the penguins, right? Yeah. And Are there any jackasses in it? <laughs> no. <laughs> The black-footed penguin is also known as the jackass penguin. <laughs> I got to say jackass in school one time doing a report. The teacher was like, I see what you did there. And I was like, come at me, bitch. It's scientifically accurate. Uh... <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Sorry. It's been a long week and I am super happy that Kay is feeling better. Yeah. Uh, and we could record this. Me too, because I felt so bad that we didn't have this ready for Wednesday. Because yeah. I, I was going to try my hardest, and my I was just so sick. Kay, Kay couldn't really talk, you guys. It would have been mostly me talking with Kay going, uh-huh. <coughs> yeah. I would have been like, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, probably would have been what That sounds like. right. Yep. Uh, so. <laughs> so I want to thank... Um, I would like to give a special shout out to to our friends over at uh, Pomegranates and Pitchforks. Yes, thank you. Because they gave a really sweet uh, uh, shout out to Kay specifically. Yeah, on, uh, we love you guys. Because this is the first week that we missed an episode, mm-hmm. but we will make it up to you, folks. We will we will have a week where we post double episodes. Yes, uh, we're not sure when. But, but it will happen. But it will happen. Uh, so we want to thank everybody for, yeah. you know, kind words and, and, and thoughts and prayers for Kay and mm-hmm. on her recovery. Thank and you. Because it, it really, it meant a lot to us. It was us really sweet. It meant a lot to me. Yeah. 
Love you guys. Yeah, you guys are awesome. And, yeah. Oh, I need to tell you what we're doing next. <gasps> Audible gasp. Warren waits in suspense. <laughs> so, um, remember how I want to say it was the 14th episode we did the drug trip musical of Hair? Oh, yes. So and you had told me that uh, you debated between the stage version, showing me the stage version first, and the movie version. Yes, so we have the movie, and we're going to watch the movie version of Hair, which is completely fucking different. Because <laughs> <laughs> Hollywood. And I think you have been good about not telling me if you like it less Correct. or more, because you don't, yeah, you want to wait and see. I, I want to wait and see, and it's been a while and also, so, it's really hard to compare the two. It's been a while, so... I have completely forgotten about hair. Oh, no, I just mean it's been a while since I've seen the movie. Gotcha. But... I was mostly joking with... Oh, with my, hair. With yeah, my memory yeah. and how it is with musicals. Well, and hair is one of those ones where you can't remember the whole show. Because it's a drug trip. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's... it's Yeah... The movie's not going to be as much of a drug trip. I mean... Had to be more palatable for mainstream audiences mm -hmm. since it was a theatrical release in yep. the 60s. Yep. Well, in the 70s was when the movie was released, I want to say. But yeah. Whatever. We'll, we'll talk about that next week. So, yeah. Next week, we're going to watch the film version of Hair. And I actually have our schedule pretty much for the rest of the month because I needed to do it for Spoopy Month. And so... Uh, drumroll, please, because after Hair, we're going to do the hockey musical score. Oh, God. The one that uh, was mentioned to us by our good friend Ruckland. Yep. Uh, then Damn you, Ruck. After that, we're going to do Jekyll and Hyde. So is that going to kick off Spoopy Month? Yes. Jekyll and Hyde will kick off Spoopy Month, and that one's by Frank Wildhorn. And, <laughs> God damn it. We're going to also be doing another musical by Frank Wildhorn that I'm not going to tell you the title of because it will give it away. And I want to know your reaction, pure and unfiltered, when I tell you what show it is. Okay. Uh, then after that, we'll do Sweeney Todd. Which, I guess, full disclosure for that one, I have seen about... 20% of that movie. Yeah. Because I can't remember where I was and it was on. And I was like watching it and I never finished it. Yeah, so. that's fine. Um, and then we'll do Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> I'm not excited about that. It's okay. We're not going to go see it live with a group. So it'll be fine. There will be no toast throwing. There will be no forks. There will be no forks. It's, it's fucking bonkers is what it is when people do the live versions and it sends me into an anxiety attack so we're not doing that um and then we'll close out that week with or that month with our weber week of phantom of the opera which is another classic that i've only seen spoofs of yep and somewhere around there we'll try and do a double so that we can actually have weber week fall on episode 40 <laughs> or we'll do a secret episode in between or do yeah. like do like my brother my brother and me does where they don't have an episode 420 yet they're on episode like 450 but they <laughs> they never did a 420 they haven't done an episode 420 because they don't know what jokes they would do to make it worth 420 i guess 
for them, the logical thing I would say is that all three of them get high and then record. Yeah, but that's just the McElroy brothers will be in Trolls too. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> so, all right, Kay, I think that That's we... enough discussion. I need to take some more Pedialyte and probably drink and ensure. Get an ice pack from my cheek. Yeah, Kay is still recovering. Yeah. So should we do our plugs? I think so. So we've got some exciting news. We've got a website now. <gasps> um, Kay is amazing. I had just enough energy to do a WordPress site <laughs> before, like, crashing. Well, like, I mean, you you were... I, w- you I was were on, on the death's up, door. You were on the upswing to recovery yeah. when you started this. But, like, before I crashed for the night, I was like, okay, let me start this. <laughs> so it's it's a new website. It's uh, tonedeafmusical.com. We've got... All of our episodes up on there. Um, all of our episodes, or does it only show... I put all oh. of them up there. There oh. is a player, but it only shows 10 episodes at a time on that player. But if you uh, search through, you can see all of our episodes on there. Um, we've got a link to the Podcast Junkie Discord on there. We've got a link to our uh, Facebook and our Twitter and where you can email us. All of those are tone deaf musical. And then the email is gmail.com. Um, and we've also got a merch store set up. We've only got stickers available right now. Yeah. Stay tuned for the merch stuff. Yeah. I have some plans, but things have been busy in life and we haven't had time to really, really devote a lot of work into it. Yeah. So the, the stickers are just sort of a placeholder for right now. Um, but don't get us wrong. There will don't be st- get us wrong. There will be stickers. Yeah, there will be stickers. Um, but anyway, do you have anything you'd like to say, my dear? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm running out of brain. Yeah, I can, I, I can I'm, tell you're you're circling the drain. I'm you're, starting to brain out. You're running on fumes. You're, I am. Yeah, poor Kay. She muscled through this. Yeah. A big round of applause to all you listeners at home. Yes. For Kay. For Kay. Oh. All for Kay. Thanks. Kay is I, I thought Kay it was an awesome. applause for the listeners for well, listening. Well, and yeah. Give yourself a round of applause. Thank you for listening. You're, you're, you're you, and you are wonderful. We love you so much. We love you guys. Thank, Thank you, you for, for listening. Thank you for coming back and tuning in and and Kay is still recovering so if you want to uh shoot any uh well-meaning mental missiles her way i'm sure she would appreciate i would love that any good vibes crystal healing whatever (laughs) i mean i've already taken the round of antibiotics and stuff so i'm on my way Kay's on the upswing i'm on the upswing so all right that'll be it for this week well, these last two weeks. <laughs> See, the, this musical was so anticipated and so exciting, it had to be done over two weeks. That's, yes. That's our reason. Yes, that's the reason for the seven-day-long intermission. Yes. <laughs> so that'll be it for this week. I'm Kay. I'm Warren. And this has been Tone, Tone Deaf. Deaf.